Welcome everyone. My name is Vida and this is Sri Lankan Cricket Podcast. A podcast where we discuss current news and developments happening in the cricket world with a special focus on Sri Lanka cricket. This is episode 5 of season 1 and I'm joined by my co-host Sohan. How are you doing, Bora? Good, Vida. Keeping well, um, getting ready for the season ahead. How have you been? Yeah, I'm good too, Bora. It's grand final weekend uh, here in Victoria. A rare long weekend for us. Demons won against Bulldogs last night. One thing I miss about living in Sri Lanka is the <laughs> long weekends, Bora. I mean, we get a lot of long weekends or at least holidays in Sri Lanka. Definitely one per month with the poor years falling in. So we do miss that free time um, in Sri Lanka, don't we? Yeah, I think we might hold the world record for um, public holidays in the world, Bora. Yeah. Maybe someone can uh, fact check that for us and let us know in our Facebook community. Uh, we would like yeah. to know uh, where we stand in the world. And uh, we have a lot to talk about today, mainly about big news about Mahela Jayawadana joining Sri Lanka team uh, for the World Cup T20 qualifiers. And IPL is uh, in full flow at the moment. England joined the bandwagon to cancel their tour to Pakistan. A few Sri Lankan boys are playing in the Everest Premier League. Aussie women's cricket team flying high and they haven't lost a game for 26 matches so far. So we got a lot to talk about. We are getting ready for the cricket season here in Victoria. And cricket in Northern Territory and Queensland has already started. Sheffield Shield has started as well. So we are approaching our vaccination targets and hopefully we'll be good to go in the first week of November, Bora. What's happening with your club cricket training? Yeah, I think with the roadmap being outlined, we uh, November midweek or the back end of November, we're hoping to play our first round of cricket. I think it's overall in Victoria, but that's uh, community cricket. Trainings at our club, a lot of it is personal training, so it's in full flow. We have our players who are working on, I mean, more individual programs. So it's a mix, mixture of running, building up functional strength because um, the season's going to be short format cricket. So limited over uh, games will be played um, at least for the first half of the season. But I have a strong feeling that it might be uh, more short format cricket similar to last year since we are talking about training um, i thought it will be a good topic to touch base on to discuss how we prep for the season um, an area we don't talk about is the mental preparation yeah. how we prepare like set certain goals for the season um, how the players go about it from a first class level or and a, probably a lead on to international level as well. For me personally, when we, I was training or we were playing first class cricket back in Sri Lanka, the aim was to be finish in the top three, if possible, the top uh, wicket taking bowler for the season. Generally, a spinner uh, takes that mantle, of okay. course, going with in line with the pitches that we have and the weather factor to everything. So spinners bowl the bulk of the overs. So trying to be on top of that because you're trying to hit the ground running pretty much to be the top player or in terms of a bowler for the season. Um, so me, the preparation was more intense. As soon as the star season starts, you want the want to be up and running. You don't want to be playing catch-up cricket. Um, you just want to 
be ahead of the curve if that makes sense um yeah. in sri lanka i think 50 wickets for the season was a good achievement i think it's a, i'm not sure how where the standards are now where it would have gone up a bit because i think the wickets for the season might be with more games being played the benchmark must have gone gone up so you probably probably 70 75 wickets a season might be the top mark i mean per, you break it down you break it down into okay how the price wickets you want to take for the season you'll be playing mm-hmm. across top teams like you know when your seasons ahead you know the games that you're going to be playing um like if you playing if you're going to play up against ssc you know tilan samari raise a price wicket you want to take chamara silva playing was playing for bloomfield a lot of a lot part of the career when we were playing against each other yeah. the last few seasons i think he moved to um ccc so those were two players i would always like to have as a under the wicket tally because i think they i i feel they they're the top players in the domestic circuit yeah. so of course we had the luxury of having a few class batsmen in our lineup for ncc so um, against opposition those two if you take the wickets against them they kind of it's a feel good factor so i would prepare myself like that so but then how do you prepare in terms of wickets i mean to get to 50 wickets um, there's a method to get there as well so generally you want to average around the 3 wicket mark per game roughly if i mean on good days you get the five six wickets but then yeah. the bad days like you know the general game that you want you want to be average in three wickets the mindset i mean we discuss about how do we go about getting these wickets right so for me if i can get three two to three wickets from the top order that's the top six it sets you up to i mean get a few wickets of the tail which is more the we call it the discount wickets so the <laughs> time time we go shopping to grab a few extras um so that ends up as your five six wicket haul in a match but there's a lot of competition when this um, tail end comes in all the bowlers <laughs> you know, yeah. put in the hand up put the hand up <laughs> yeah finish off the tail so um that was my prep as a bowler um spin bowler especially vida yours would have been slightly different uh, being a fast bowler what was your prep like for the season ahead yeah you summed up everything nicely there bora as you said for a fast bowler it's a bit different but i had similar mindset when it comes to setting up goals for the season if you talk about training i was lucky to be in the national fast bowling setup until i decided to uh, come to australia and we had some uh, wonderful uh, coaches and trainers looked after us throughout the year you can talk about champaka ramanayaka anusha samaranayaka and uh, prabhat nisanka uh, mario and uh, arjun as trainers charlie sir as a batting coach sumitra varnakul surya and uh, we had manoj and bawa as our fielding coaches so you know we've been really looked after like uh, race horses bora uh, but you and i both know it's near impossible for a fast bowler uh, yeah. to top the bowling rankings for a season in sri lanka yes. because um, yeah with the with the pitches we play on as you said like the spinners tend to bowl a bulk of overs but um my plan i always aim to try and end up in the top 10 which is like you'll have to at least take 40 plus wickets to get there 
the new ball was the key, you know, and taking wickets in the second innings. Those two were the factors because um, when you're playing three-day and four-day games, sometimes in the second innings, you might only get five, six overs. And if you don't take few wickets in those overs, the spinners will come and finish up taking all the wickets. So, so but whatever said and done, uh, there is something for the fast bowlers in that first half an hour in, uh, in the morning session. So you have to make that new ball count and uh, take a couple of wickets which will lead you to bowl a longer spell and come back for another spell. As you said, like, I'll put my hand up to come back later and try to grab a couple more wickets to clean up the tail. Ah, exactly right. With I think the mindset of a fast bowler, it's a hard grind. And you set up, you summed it up like saying, yep, that you got to make the new ball count. Because in Sri Lanka, with a bit of moisture early morning, uh, the ball tends to move a bit more. So yeah. um, playing at tracks of the NCC, Coles, um, SSC, uh, before it dries out to be a mm. filter of cricket or even the Tamil Union, those other tracks you know okay as a fast bowler you, you build yourself up that's where you feel you can cash in yeah. uh, if you play on i mean where could you think of probably bloomfield ccc fast bowlers generally take a back seat but you assess the condition so you as a fast bowler you probably would have look at the fixture schedule and say yep i'm going to be playing you know this amount of games at these pitches this is where yeah. you're going to have more opportunity to make yourself available. But So you prepare in that aspect, right? Um, mm. As a speaker, yeah. when we are playing even the Premier League, some of the games we went to super, can't remember the term. It was like a, it's a second round um, comp where you play four-day cricket and you start playing in um, test venues. I think we played a game in goal. As a speeder, mm. when you're playing goal, you know, okay, your fingers are always like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're itching, you want the ball straight away, kind of, yeah. you know, it spins a mile. But I remember you took, I think it was, two, was a fifer in goal in one of the games. Yeah, the it was against Army, I think, yeah. So on days like that, it's like, those are performances you kind of didn't plan for the season, but when it comes good, you cash in and you want to make yep. well, yep. isn't that? So, yeah, yeah. Um, we always got to prepare or plan ahead for the season. No point going with the flow. Um, professionally, mm. back home Sri Lanka, I think that's where the players need to do that. So the mental preparation, that's the main thing. So then even if, I know you're going to have setbacks, but yep. at least we prepared for it. We've kept the mindset, all right, of, I didn't start, as much as I wanted, okay, how can I catch up to get to my target? So we reassess. Mm. That's the mental prep that we want to be in, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you'll have to uh, reassess your targets, uh, your goals as well, Bora. You know, as you said, sometimes maybe in the first four games, you might not get your 12 wickets or 15 wickets. Yeah. Then yeah. you'll have to be realistic and reassess and uh, adjust those targets and, and goals. I'll quickly touch up a little bit uh, about bowling in second innings, Bora. It's a bit of a different ball game uh, altogether. When you're bowling on deteriorating pitches, you got to bowl a little bit straighter uh, to bring in that LBW uh, uh, into the play. And your fitness is the key. You know, you're bowling uh, in the fourth day. You might have to toil hard uh, bowling those dirty overs. You know, yeah. sometimes it might be like seven, eight overs just keeping those runs down 
maybe to yeah. get a wicket maybe maybe not you might not get a wicket at all so that's how i approached it you know you, it's hard work but sometimes as you said uh you get lucky and um, you end up taking five six wickets running through the innings now it's uh, we've all done that part to build the pressure as we call in especially four day or longer format cricket where you're bowling one line and length we've heard it's a it's a boring situation but it builds up it cuts the momentum of the opposition yeah. and you keep grinding those overs until you you created enough pressure around it now that it creates a chance of I remember, like we don't have, we don't go into luxuries of having your bad bad sleeps, but you <laughs> you go to a certain extent yeah, where yeah. the runs are controlled, you know. And we hear about a lot of the guys in um, even in circuit cricket, they say you still got to be able to bowl six balls on the same spot. That mm. comes from those trainings over time. They, you got to bowl at training as well as. in matches in certain periods where you yep all you got to focus is on landing that six balls on top of wall yeah. or just outside of stump because you've got the field set up there yeah um, and that's the one that goes into we call the muscle memory or it is not mm. building up into our minds okay i uh, know this is going to be a boring passage of cricket but i've got to do this for the best interest mm. of the team yeah sometimes bora you'll have to come around the wicket and uh, bowl a few overs just to make a rough outside that off stump for a right hand yep. if Osmina is bowling so it's a dirty job but someone has to do it yes exactly <laughs> and as spinners i know we count on the fast bowlers running through creating that rough you know a guy with a stronger follow through will definitely you know you'll be in the years of captain i remember i would say, be nupul's years and nupul make sure you get this guy go all in for a few is going to create more rough it's tactics i think that's mm. the the beauty of four day cricket i mean we've all played four day cricket imagine te- that's the same that applies in five day or test cricket mm. that trying to build small pockets of strategies to be be on top let's move on to uh, mahela jawadana joining sri lankan team uh, in the world cup qualifiers bora Yeah, I mean, I'm delighted to see that. And uh, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, how good is that? Is all I could the simple words I've got. I've been excited. I saw it in the news in the morning. We talk about we've seen his involvement in the technical committee. Um, now seeing him, you know, roped in as a consultant for the team, as well as I think there's a further extension of him being involved with the under 19s. Even better scenario, but. Mm. Uh, with the lead up to the world cup or him being in that camp that's a short term fix that we want we've heard guys talk about all right we are doing so many changes but we also need a short term fix to come out of this hole we are in mm. we've got one of the best brains in the game going around at the moment he's you know in in terms of a modern coach in setup he's the person you want he's been i mean you've known the different teams as he's been involved with um so it's to definitely lift the mood in the camp i remember um, this is more the effect of mahela as a captain but i just have a feeling it's gonna roll into him coaching as well. i remember <clears throat> mahela back in 2012 he came back to captain sri lanka this was when dilshan um yep. had he resigned from the captaincy sri lanka was tour in australia for a tri series um and the yeah. the lead up wasn't good we uh, we 
lost matches, we lost series, and then things were just going downhill. Um, the short-term fix, Mahela took over the captaincy and we toured to Australia. No one gave us a chance going in there. It was like, you could hear it in the media. It's like, yeah, it's going to be a proper thrashing. I mean, mm-hmm. number one, we are going overseas, Australia, playing shorter form at cricket. We generally, I mean, we've had a bad run of form at the time. It was, you know, we're not going to make it come. But there were a lot of positives in that series. We went on to play in the finals against Australia, a best of three finals. We lost 2-1. I think yeah. when in third game, it went 1-1 one, one each, but we fell short by a few runs in the finals. But he turned it around. Um, this, I mean, this was the um, game, I'm not sure if you remember, where Sri Lanka... I think we put down 300, 330 odd runs and India chased it, had to chase it oh, yes. 40 overs to be to get qualified or get a chance of them qualifying for the finals. And this is where Kohli made a, I think made his trademark or a name for himself that he's a strong uh, player, uh, batsman when it comes to chasing targets. King of chasing. <laughs> yeah, they smacked us around the park. They chased us, I think, inside 35, 36 overs. Yeah. They got the... But the following game, Sri Lanka won and managed to get into the finals. But it was a massive change. So, similarly, I hope that's the change that we are looking for from a Mahela coming into the coaching point mm. of view. But also, for the setup, the players... The coaching staff, everyone around it is gonna learn okay, what they can they have to do to improve themselves. I know there's a lot owners on the players to perform. Um, the coaching staff will learn okay, they got to be accountable for their actions, um, mm. what they need to be. You know, if we talk about strategy, each coach who's designated for his part in the team has to provide the output that is needed to come make this strategy work. So mm. um, I just have a feeling it's a good result. The pluses are so unbound when it comes to the under-19 camp, you know. Yeah. Imagine, I mean, we've seen back in time when Aravind the Disruva used to come in more of a consultant basis for under-19 cricket back in our time. <clears throat> it was a, always a good, I mean, these are the guys, the juniors who we look up to, you know. I'm sure the younger generation looks up to Mahela as still as similar to how we look up to him. And then it's more motivation to learn. So I'm, I'm stoked that we've signed him. He's signed up. I'm just excited to see him. I'm sure he's already on making, you know, working out plans. We, yeah. In the earlier shows, we talked about Dasun take making calls to Mahela. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it's going to be more in-house meetings as well. So that's exciting. Yeah. So, But it's only for one week. But his mere presence in that dressing room will raise their standards itself because um, as we discussed in earlier episodes, Bara, you know, Mahela is someone very good at bringing out the best from each player. He is very good with his tactics. It'll be easier for the captain and the coaches to come up with plans to tackle situations, you know, discussing things with him. It'll be much easier. And with with under 19s, he's going to be there for I think at least five to six months, which yeah. is uh, which is a lo- longer gig. And you know, he's doing this on an honorary basis. You know, yeah. Sri Lanka cricket cricket can't afford him. <laughs> you know, yeah. if he asks for money, they can't afford him. But he's he, yeah. that shows how good of a um, character Mahela is. And um, yeah. you know, we we'll have to make use of uh, this opportunity. I've always read that Mahela is keen to give back to the game. And I mean, 
we've been back to the game in sri lanka at that under 19 level that's the key learning stages especially under 19 those players are then going to transition through to the club circuit mm. level as well so if <clears throat> the presence of mahela how he wants to train the players you know how to evolve into a professional player that's the age mark to you know get into their years and make those changes yeah so you know nothing much more than more respect for what mahela is doing i mean on a honorary basis five months out of his calendar that's a massive uh, you know sacrifice he's made you know because he's he's in the international circuit as a marquee coach at the moment so mm. what i would like the sri lankan coaching setup is to learn okay when you have a guy like this what can you do to improve yourself if each coach can put it all right mahela is going to be in under 19 circuit i'm in under 19 coaching setup how can i improve myself by at least another 5% what can i learn of him something new that's the change we want to see from a management point or not i know we hear about yes the players have to do it but all right we've got to be able to understand these are the coaching philosophies he's bringing to the table we've got to learn from it so then okay after the five months are done we're going to be yes this is what are the changes we've seen that has to happen that's the in mm. if i mean in you know the head of um, the cricket setup back there or the coaching setup or i or be in charge of a high performance center those are the changes i'd like my coaching staff to take on board when you get guys like Mahela working through these under 19 circuits, you know. I'm hope that that's the change we'll see as well. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. You'll have to give it some time, isn't it, Bora? You know, the, yeah. you have to trust the process and yes. stick to those plans for a longer period to see the results. You know, you're not going to see the re- you're not going to see immediate results. You're not going to see the results <laughs> in a couple of months. You're used to play in a certain way since I don't know in Sri Lanka generally a kid will start playing cricket when he's 8 or 9 years old so you're used to playing in a certain way and it takes time to change few things especially everyone's technique evolves over the years I mean I I saw Steve Smith talk about this you know he's he's talking about his grip he says you know it it keeps evolving and he he doesn't have something concrete it changes I've seen um, Sangha and uh, even I think it was Mahela who was talking about Aravind Silva's yeah. I think he changes it every time he goes with to back the, yeah. it, depending on uh, where you play so with the kids you'll have to give give them some time to get used to the changes you do and uh, to do that coaches have to be patient in Sri Lanka we have a culture where coaches have to produce results which is not helping in that case yeah i mean with the coaching we are heading the right way we are seeing the changes that are being introduced i know it's taking time but i think um, we should see the results over time moving into international cricket or news around the world um with our england pulls out of um, the series against pakistan as well so that's the second team that has cancelled their tour um, australia I think uh, the next in line, if at all, to pull out. Yeah. Uh, but something that we thought might happen. I mean, not once New Zealand pulled out. Yeah, I'm not even surprised to see England pulling out from that. What I saw in media was it's the same same security company that advised 
both teams. So I think it's the same for both teams. So it's sad for Pakistan cricket. They don't have any cricket uh, leading up to the T20 World Cup now. They were supposed to play at least six, seven games before the World Cup. Now they started playing uh, a domestic uh, T20 tournament at the moment, but it's not the same. At least they're playing some cricket, but uh, they're disappointed. You can see Ramis Raja and... All, almost all the Pakistan ex-cricketers coming out and uh, showing their disappointment. It's it's something you can't control, Pura. I've read it. I mean, Sri Lanka, uh, I mean, there are talks of probably saying being wanted to send out a team if mm. the fixtures clear out and there is a window open up. But again, there's going to be, you know, differences. There might be players who are a bit hesitant to go out there. There might be players who want to know more and coverage about the security setup. So well, let's wait and see. I hope cricket returns at some uh, form over there. Mm. But I guess a lot of factors need to be ironed out in terms of player safety. In the IPL, Vida, we've got the Sri Lankan boys in the RCB camp. Uh, we've seen Vanidu play two games. Hasn't made a name for himself yet. Not the best of starts in the first game. He's, I mean, yeah. it was predicted they were going to he was going to find it a bit difficult. Uh, probably the lead up to the IPL, he wasn't in the best of form with the bat. I mean, it's a it's a strong competition. That's all we can nail it down, you know. You, oh, yesterday night, <clears throat> um, Shamsi played his first game and he's the number one T20 bowler for in world cricket. He played for um, Rajasthan Royals and none of the local Indian players struggled to pick him. Yeah. They just put him off. So the same thing Vanidu is facing. It's not. I know we we there's a mental mentality where we say okay the players get used to uh, as soon as a Sri a player goes there they find out his secrets they get used to it. But to a certain extent, it's the quality of cricket in that form yeah. they pick up very quickly. Indians are the best players of spin, so yeah. you see that they are. So I'm sure. Vanidu um, is learning as we, I mean, he's probably getting exposed to new methods. He's probably knowing how they analyze his bowling as well from mm. uh, from coaches and getting more feedback on that. I mean, we talked about uh, players have to make calls to ex-players and ask how they did things. Vanidu might have to give a call to Lasit Malinga. He spent, what, 10, 11 years uh, in IPL and uh, he found a way to change his things over the years to be um, effective throughout yeah. his IPL career. So, because um, it's it's the prize tournament in the world, Bora, you know, <laughs> everything's analyzed, right? And the, you're yes. going uh, to the best <laughs> batsman in the world so you expect to you expect to go for a few runs but as you said Vanidu is a bit low on confidence as well uh, because he's not scoring runs so but I hope they'll give him a couple more chances because he's proven he's he's good enough to play at at that level right so it's a matter of time uh, because he's a fighter as well you can see he has the fight in him He'll come back yeah. stronger. and yeah. uh, But with franchise cricket, it's not about giving you a chance. You know, you're there to win. You know, you, you're yeah. getting paid that amount of money to perform. So yeah. the quicker you learn, you, you will survive. Moving further on, yeah, there's more cricket being played out uh, currently. The Australian women's team um, are playing against India. 
over here. Uh, last game, there was a very tough game that Australia pulled off out of nowhere. It's a strong Australian team now. Um, it's similar to Steve Waugh when he was captain in the team and was known as the Invincibles, where yeah. um, they seem to be winning games out of tough situations. And this Australian team uh, led by Meg Lanin, they seem to be, you know, enjoying the time that they're mm. they enjoying each challenge because they seem to be coming out on top every time they play there. Um, so they are on a hot streak of uh, winning games. Yeah. For me, this e- equals to 96 World Cup win for Sri Lanka. You know, I can yep. see because we have a ladies team in our club. I can see the interest of the ladies joining to play cricket has it has skyrocketed. You know, we'll get messages asking uh, when can I come for training, you know, which I didn't okay. see like a few years ago. So, yeah. which is, it's a massive thing and it's really good to see that. And uh, even my daughter, she's she's keen uh, watching watching uh, women's cricket and she loves it. 26 games in a row, that's that's amazing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the second one day, uh, I mean, they, they were never going to win it and uh, they made sure they they stayed in the game till the last over and uh, Indians, um, they crumbled under the pressure and uh, it was their game. They took it out of their hands. That's what champion teams do, Pora. You know, you, you find a way to win in from, from any situation. So yeah. this team has done really well for the last couple of years and I can't see them doing well for the next couple of years as well because not many players... Uh, will retire from that, from that, especially from that yeah, batting line. We've got a strong um, senior group there as well who will yeah, be playing yeah. weeks, you know, two, three years at least of cricket. So, mm. uh, argues well for Australia women's cricket. Um, like I say, the numbers are going up. There are more female or ladies, girls participating in, uh, in cricket. It's just good for the game up here in Australia. Absolutely. And talking about women's cricket, Pura Chamaria Atapattu finally gets to play some cricket. She's yeah, she's uh, she's in Australia to play mm. with Perth's coaches uh, in the yeah. WBBL. I was trying to find the game she played last, and I think you had to go back about one and a half years. Yeah, she hasn't played any cricket at all. So yeah, I've seen in the news or in some of the social media channels. I think women's cricket in Sri Lanka doesn't have any form of cricket. You know. Chamari is a strong player. I mean, it's her prime times being missed out because of this COVID situation or not getting any exposure to play. Um, She has a good run against Australians. I remember she cracked 170 odd runs in a game and she was, she would always stand out as the, you know, the player, the leader uh, for us in Sri Lanka from a female cricket point of view. So we wish her well for the series here in the Big Bash. Hopefully she can uh, make some good scores uh, to know that, you know, she's still in sync. We try to catch up with her if we can, uh, if she comes to Melbourne. Maybe we can uh, can talk to her and ask what she thinks about ladies cricket. As we come to the end of this episode, once again, I want to thank our listeners for their amazing feedback especially about our last episode now that we are in episode five we are building up a backlog of episodes so feel free to go back to our past episodes and have a listen and uh, thank you for your suggestions 
And we are planning to do something special in the near future for you. We'll pass those details soon. So if you haven't subscribed to our podcast yet, maybe pause this episode right now and go back and do that so that when we release our latest episode, it will appear on top of your podcast feed. Before we wrap it up, we've just got three questions that we want to run past. A few listeners have put in the questions three questions and try to give us give some answers on okay i'll go with arjun first he's he wants to know what we think who will win the ipl bora at the mm-hmm. moment we got three teams uh, on top of the table and about uh, other there's four teams trying to find a spot in the top four who do you think will come up my pick with for me one of the two top captains who are in coaching roles so for me Ricky Ponting's Delhi Capitals might be the winners this year. Mumbai Indians, I know they're struggling a bit, um, not the best of runs, but I'm going with uh, the Delhi Capitals. I want to go against you, but I have to agree with you, Bora. <laughs> Simply because yeah. of their fast bowlers. I mean, they keep taking wickets in, in the first six overs and that push the opposition right back to the wall. And, you know, you're, you're taking the wickets of two, three best batsmen in the side. And it's very hard to come back from that uh, in a T20, especially when you come to the latter part of the tournament. So I have to go with Delhi Capitals as well. All right. Devin's got this question. Interesting one. Who do you think is the best captain going around? Or any of the any captain that you can name who you played under? So um, I think a question for both of us. Yeah. yeah. Vida, we played in the same team. So, going back into our teams, I guess Upul Tarangas led most part of our careers up there. He's a good captain who stands up there. Mm. Um, who do you reckon, Vida? Oh, it's a bit of a tough one. I played under a few captains who went on to Captain Sri Lanka as well. So, but out of them, Allowed to go with uh, Mahela. He was a cut above the rest. I think. Yeah, um, yeah. I think international cricket now, because there are different captains as well across different formats. Owen Morgan in the shorter format for England, I think he's come, he's created, I mean, he's led the team over a period of time. You know, we've heard mm. how England struggled in 2015 and then they had to build up a team and came up. So I think if you had to pick a captain who's made a change and who's doing well... For me, Morgan's... Yeah, pick. yeah, he completely changed the changed the outlook of that England white ball team. Basically, they built it from the scratch and uh, become this uh, powerhouse at the moment. Yeah. Okay, the third one, uh, we have a question from Amin. He's asking, um, what are our thoughts about Everest Premier League now happening in Nepal? We got some of our boys playing in the Everest Premier League. For, uh, I think we have about seven players. We got Upul yeah. Taranga, Tamika Prasad, Sadhun Virak, Kodi, Sikuke, Prasanna, Oshida Fernando, Asela Gunaratha, and uh, Sahan Arachike. Then we have about yeah. seven players uh, playing there. They just started, I think they played one or two games. I think um, it's good for global to- T20 tournaments coming up. There are a lot of circuit cricket being played. I know there was the, there was the T20 played in Canada. Um, this is yeah. the Nepal version of the T20 comp. So circuit cricket is blooming. Um, a lot of the 
strong um, Nepali players is Sandeep Lamichani. Um, he's the yeah. Lekina. Yeah. So he'll probably be a trademark player there for the local players. But it's a um, few Sri Lankans up there. I think um, they make up the strong combination of overseas players in teams. Good uh, opportunity for a guy like Asela Gunaratna. Uh, yeah. we, we hear his name familiar, but he's also had, he's been sidelined because of injuries and hasn't been able to put in a strong string of performance to make his case to come in. So once you go out because of an injury, it's even harder to break it in. So a, a good opportunity for him to make a statement. Um, World T20 squad still can be open to name till October. So there are chances to change. So yeah. if they want to put a name into the, to be, you know, selected, gotta oh, yes. make these tournaments count. Yeah. I mean, I remember one selector used to say, one inning can change your entire life. So especially for for cricketers in this region, Bora, like yeah. uh, players playing in Bhutan, Nepal, they don't they don't get a chance to play in franchise cricket. So this is a very good opportunity for them. And even uh, you talked about Asela, uh, Sikuge Prasanna, who is I haven't seen him that fit uh, forever because he used to be my uh, roommate. Yeah. He, he, yeah, yeah, he's he's the best roommate I ever had, Bora. You know, yeah, okay. he's, he's an army man and um, he'll wake you up yeah. and say, tea ready for us. And, you know, he, <laughs> he was like living at home when he was my roommate. He's a fantastic yeah. guy, rooms. Um, yeah, he, we, used to, we used to train a lot together. Siku, um, part of the spin uh, academy is back in Sri Lanka. He's a, he's a colorful character. He loves, yeah. I mean, it's good. You've seen his entertainment on the field when he takes records of all the gimmicks he puts out. That's him, natural as a person as well. He's always with a smile. He'll crack a joke, um, yeah. but a fierce competitor also. So we used to back in back in the time, you know, make fun or joke of his batting. But he 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 just took it serious, and he'll always, you know, he brings his scores the runs. Thank you for joining us with the Sri Lankan Cricket Podcast, and we would like you to subscribe to the podcast that you're listening on Apple, Google, Spotify. You'll be able to listen to the latest episode as soon as it is released. Bora and I are both active on Twitter. Give us a follow on Twitter and send us your feedback in our Facebook community page as well. We are now on YouTube as well. If you want to find links for our sh- socials, it'll be in the show notes. We really appreciate if you can leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts with generous five stars. That will help other Sri Lankan cricket-loving listeners like you to find this podcast. Cheers, guys. See you next week. Bye.